Hey there, it's Friday, September 6th, 2022, and this is the M News Now, bringing you the latest news from the cannabis industry. So get ready. Yesterday, we reported that a Nevada court ruled that their state's choice to keep cannabis listed as a Schedule I drug was unconstitutional. But in another ruling, a U.S. Court of Appeals ruled that the federal government's classification of cannabis as a Schedule I controlled substance is irrational, but they say it's not unconstitutional. That ruling was handed down by the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Defendants in the case had argued that cannabis being listed as a Schedule I drug has no rational basis because cannabis does not meet the statutory criteria for inclusion on Schedule I. A Schedule I drug's definition is that it has a high potential for abuse and no currently accepted medical use. Additionally, it must also have a lack of accepted safety for use under medical supervision. The judges acknowledged that the defendants convincingly argued that it is irrational for the government to maintain that marijuana has no accepted medical use. However, they ruled that this argument alone is insufficient for the court to rule on cannabis's Schedule I status as being unconstitutional. The judges said that the defendants must do more than show that the legislator's stated assumptions are irrational. They must also discredit any conceivable basis which could be advanced to support the challenge provision. They added that there are more plausible considerations that could have motivated Congress's scheduling of marijuana. The National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, or NORML, their deputy director Paul Armentano said, This ruling is disappointing, but not unanticipated. Judges have repeatedly ruled that it's the responsibility of federal lawmakers, not the courts, to repeal the federal prohibition of marijuana. Rather than expect relief from the federal courts, citizens need to continue to pressure their federally elected officials to repeal this admittedly irrational and destructive policy. So there it is, the very best advice. We as citizens need to continue to pressure our representatives in the government. We need to reach out to them and tell them that we want cannabis federally legalized. And we want it now. Links for finding your local representatives and reaching out to them in a very easy format can be found on Normal's website. That's N-O-R-M-L dot org. We also have a link on our website at themnewsnow.com. A Southern California staffing firm called Cannabis Team which specializes in the cannabis industry, released a comprehensive report focusing on employment, salaries, overall growth, and revenue potential for the East Coast tri-state market of New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Cannabis team CEO, Liesl Bernard, said, The East Coast, specifically the New York and New Jersey markets, is poised for tremendous growth as the most densely populated states in the country finally start stepping on the gas pedal for its adult-use market. The labor market itself is still incredibly strong, and we've seen a trend of job seekers who have learned transferable skills and experience and are putting them to good use in the cannabis industry. The report predicts that the tri-state cannabis companies will rely heavily on temporary or on-demand staffers rather than full-time employees as they start building their infrastructure. Bernard said, We can expect the industry to grow exponentially by 2025, aiding in the growth of salaries, demand of employees, and bringing relief to tri-state patients and communities alike. The Cannabis Team Report includes details on the most in-demand positions, the top cities where growth is expected, some salary ranges, as well as information for those wishing to move operations to one of those states. The full tri-state 2022 Cannabis Industry Salary Guide can be downloaded from the Cannabis Team's website or at themnewsnow.com. 
The Benzinga Capital Conference just took place in Chicago, Illinois. One of the speakers was the founder of one of the world's largest cannabis companies, Curaleaf. Boris Johnson made a few predictions on what he sees happening in the future of the cannabis industry. Jordan spoke about how he's hopeful that by the end of 2022, the cannabis industry will be officially recognized as a legitimate industry in the United States. He said, We've never been closer to getting real cannabis legislation. This could be something that breaks the glass on the ceiling for the industry. Jordan also spoke about how he sees the beverage segment of the industry as being the biggest area of growth, saying, Beverages are the big prize. And he added that Cureleaf is now moving into cannabis-infused drinks, with their first product rollout testing now in Massachusetts. Cannabis data analytics firm, Headset, reports that the cannabis beverage market share has increased by more than 20% in the last two years, and many others have also reported their prediction of infused beverages moving into a more dominant market position as well. Jordan said, Personally, five to ten years out, I think cannabis beverages will represent 50% of the industry. Jordan also said that he thinks that big tobacco companies will quickly change into being cannabis companies once it's federally legalized. Several of the largest tobacco companies have already been quietly investing in cannabis-related ventures in the past few years, so that prediction certainly could come true. Jordan's prediction for federal legalization by the end of 22 may be a bit too optimistic, but there is some data to show that his predictions on cannabis beverages dominating the industry— and for tobacco industries switching to the cannabis industry, that those two predictions are probably right on target. Cannabis icons Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong introduced their latest cannabis project in Michigan, which is a product line called simply Cheech and Chong. The product line debuted last month at the Nature's Medicine Dispensaries, found throughout Michigan. The line is under the Cheech and Chong Cannabis Company umbrella, which covers five other brands, including Cheech's Stash, which will be introduced by Cheech Marin at the Bloom City Dispensary in Sturgis this weekend. Neil Pagels, the general manager of Bloom City Sturgis, said in a press release, Cheech has been working to normalize cannabis use since before I was born, and that's exactly what we're trying to do at Bloom City Sturgis. Our whole team is thrilled to have him stop by and learn from a living legend while helping to spread the word about his top-shelf grass. Cheech will be at the Bloom City Dispensary in Sturgis, Michigan this Sunday, September 18th from 2 to 4 p.m. The location's right in between the cities of Chicago, Illinois, and Detroit, Michigan, being just about 45 minutes away from each. So if you're nearby, you may want to go meet Cheech and try some of his stash. In 2018, Missouri residents voted to provide a portion of medical marijuana tax revenue for the Missouri Veterans Commission. Yesterday marked the fourth time that such funds have been transferred to the Veterans Group. Yesterday's transfer was $13 million, and to date, they've given nearly $27 million in total to the veterans. The Missouri Veterans Commission Executive Director, Paul Kirkhoff, said the Missouri Veterans Commission will continue to use these funds for increasing support for Missouri veterans and veteran operations across the seven veteran homes, five cemeteries, and veteran services officers statewide. Lyndall Fraker, the director of the Section of Medical Marijuana Regulation with the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, said, The state's medical marijuana program has been a great success. Since legal medical marijuana sales began in October 2020, there have been more than $470 million in sales in Missouri. Rick Steves is a travel writer, blogger, 
and video host. He's been a staple in the travel industry for several decades. And he's also a very vocal cannabis advocate and a board member of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, or NORML. Rick Steves spoke with Benzinga and said, I realized I've got something to offer because I'm a businessman, I'm a leader in my church, and I'm not a counterculture kind of person. Steves is using his reputation to normalize cannabis use by showing those people who still hold on to the erroneous stoner images in their mind that the modern cannabis users are upstanding, respectable members of society. Steves first began actively working for legalization in his home state of Washington, and since then, he's pushed for legalization all across the country. While it may seem like progress in the overall federal legalization is slow going, Steve sees the value in doing things effectively, which doesn't always mean in a rush. He said, The laws are getting smarter, and I'm proud of the work we're doing. Steve said that he believes that the current lull over this year is due to politicians attempting to position themselves for election time this fall, saying, I think they'd rather not be on the record one way or the other for something like the Moore Act before the election. And he has a good point. We all know how politicians tend to skirt issues when they're unsure how it will affect their voter support. Many of them tend to be afraid to take a stance because they aren't sure how it will work out. Despite this, though, Steves has an optimistic look on the industry future and says that he believes that momentum is definitely in favor of cannabis legalization. He points to the huge growth in public support and the ever-increasing state tax revenue generated and says, We're at the tipping point where now the federal government's going to recognize it's time for this prohibition to go. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.